I'm just Apple bashing. Yeah, because um, embargo has left it for the US people who are fortunate enough to have iPhone <laughs> review, iPhone 11 Ooh. review models. And a lot of them are saying it's the best camera on the phone right now. And Gavin was saying that that is not a good enough reason to upgrade. And that's where we start the 53rd episode of the Overclock podcast. To buy a 5.8 inch screen phone for 20,000 Rand, you've got to be out of your mind. But no one's telling <laughs> you to buy that. Jeff. No, 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 that's the point. No one's forcing anybody to do anything. However, you are being marketed to like a sucker. That you, you know. That's yeah. That you are. And I'm shocked that you bought in. You know, you're convinced that this A13 Bionic chip is going to somehow make your life better. It's not. It's not going to make your WhatsApp any faster. It's not going to make your Instagram any faster. It's not going to make anything any faster unless you're trying to film through two lenses in 4K and that makes you a 0.00001% of the population. You know? so, so firstly, okay, I have it on good authority that 27th of September is our iPhone date. Okay. Um, in South Africa. Right. And I'm still feeling that the iPhone 11, not the 11 Pro, is... It feels to me like a 15,000 Rand Max, uh -huh, 16,000 uh -huh, Rand uh -huh, device. Uh -huh. And that's not 20,000 Rand. Jeff. No, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think a lot will depend on Rand dollar, but I, I think I think that in the end, they just price the product arbitrarily for what they think the local market can bear. I don't think ultimately it's directly related to a yeah, dollar value. Because I also have a uh, good authority that the Apple TV Plus service is going to be 35 Rand. I see, which, which is based on get, a five dollar. Yeah, yeah, which okay. you can get for free. Um, it's mm. actually based on on the rupee conversion. Oh, how yes. interesting! The emerging market yes, segment. Yes, okay. yes, the discounts <laughs> that we get for being poor. And but this is the whole point. We are the easiest market to capture because we make decisions based on price. So all you have to do is adjust your price. In the case of Apple, you adjust your price upwards in order to attach social status to the. Product, no, but know? they've they've set oh. that standard and now they've kind of lowered the entry point price to what we think will be fifteen. Yeah, fifteen thousand oh. rand. Fifteen thousand rand you're getting in, you're getting ninety percent of the bells and whistles. 99% of the bells and yeah. whistles, you're just not getting the wide angle. 80% of which you didn't need and didn't use anyway, in the last iPhone. So they yeah. are now actually taking a hit on their bottom line. I doubt it. I seriously I, doubt they, it. They, they, they're leaving money on the table that they could have mm. spent. No, so no, no. They could, have, they could have put that price up at 17000 no, no, no. or 16 and a half, yeah, which was but, the last but iPhone I, 10R. I tell you for nothing, okay, they have got like a trillion dollar war chest. They yes. could give the phones away at this point because they're not banking on phone sales to keep the company running. They're banking on services. Yes. So they're figuring on giving the phones away effectively in order to draw you into the services, which is their, their annuity income for the future. Yes. So I think it's scandalous that they can charge you 15,000 Rand for a phone that's half the phone of the equivalent Android phones. No, it's okay. not. It I is. They, they, it we will argue for, for days okay. on end. All right, There are fine, things you fine, can fine, achieve fine. in the iOS. That, that no one needs to achieve. No one cares. What we want is a big screen. What we want is battery. <laughs> they anyway. improved the battery. Oh they yes, see how grateful we are. See how price. grateful we are that the battery now lasts a whole day. Oh, we're so yeah, okay. Coming back to the, the, the mm. but I mean, so okay, the we're spending way too much time on this for a product that is technically irrelevant in the South African marketplace, in my opinion. Apart from the fact that it's sucking up all the revenue that could be going into other more useful areas of <laughs> South African I'm economy. That they, they, mm. they readjusted the business model to kind of leave some profit on the table oh please and oh. try and get people okay. locked into that, that ecosystem I'm, I'm not gonna go into the fact that they have 
only inflated the price of the phone by possibly a thousand percent. You know, yeah, I mean, that's they they've inflated the price of the phone by a thousand percent. And now Lindsay's telling us we should all be grateful because this time around they've only inflated it by 800 <laughs> percent. Oh, great. I'm, I can just feel the gratitude pouring out of my heart. Yeah. Okay, fine. No, but we're giving them way too much time. Let's move let's, on from these buggers. Let's move. Here's, here's an interesting Apple story. <laughs> See how we can't get away from them. Um, last week, the first bits of... Uh, it's not legislation, what, what do we call it? Apple is now allowing vendors the right to repair using official Apple parts. Yes. So in the past, they would completely control how Apple phones were repaired. It had to be done through Apple authorized channels only. Now, independent vendors can source Apple parts and do the phone repairs for you. Whereas before, many of them were using pirate parts. I don't know how this is going to work out economically. I suspect there's still going to be a massive premium on those parts, but at least you'd be more or less guaranteed of the, of the quality outcome. And that's yeah. limited to iPhones, and it's, and it's limited to iPhones that are already out of warranty. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's quite interesting. I mean, there's, there's a much bigger argument there around the right to repair, which is a, a deep philosophical argument, yeah. but we'll get into that some other in time. In other news, um, in Silicon, actually in San Francisco, they just passed a law now where Uber drivers need to be treated as employees. Employees, yeah, yeah tricky is, one. Which is awesome. Because, like, Uber is one of the services where the rider wins more than the driver does. Yes, so the person yes. actually doing the work is not winning. It's super cheap yes. for us by comparison as the riders. Yes. But the, 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 the drivers, drivers are really losing. Are really get, not making much money yeah, at all. Yeah, they get, they get no um, benefits. They get nothing. And they remember, they only get a slice of whatever you paid for that ride, once you take off the wear and tear on their car and you take yes. off the gas and you give Uber their amount, you can understand how much is left for the driver and it won't be much. I yeah. was actually in a situation once where I was, I had to get, it was well, a long ride, it was a big trip. Mm. Um, obviously I don't carry that sort of cash on me. And the guy, I get into the car and the guy's like, this is a cash trip, right? And I'm like, no, I'm doing this through the app, like mm. I always do. Mm. And he's like, no, but then you need to call a different Uber because I don't have any petrol. And I'm like, dude, I'm already on the edge of missing my appointment yeah. that I need to make. So let's rather go to the petrol station and we can turn this into a cash ride. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're encountering a seriously happy Uber driver, he either hasn't been at it long enough or something else. Because I have to say the margins they're operating on are razor thin and but they, again, they're not making tons I'm, of money for, for a ton of rides. None not fast, not fast. Thank you. For a ton of rides, they are taking home probably well below the minimum wage. I am, so. I am more than happy, and this sounds horrible, mm -hmm. to support that business off my because the, the software is so great and yeah. the service so, is so good. So the problem going down in America is that Uber is insisting it's not a ride-hailing service like a taxi service. So they're trying to regulate it like a taxi service. They're maintaining they're just like a services company. It's a ride-sharing service. Yeah, and they just yeah. connect drivers with riders yeah. and they don't want to be a taxi company and you can understand that but no such thing has existed before so they're struggling to regulate it and they're trying to figure out how so many people can have jobs involving uber while uber pays nothing to any of those yeah. people yeah but it's, a, so, it's an interesting business case if you look at like a company like WeWork, who are now expanding into south africa they do 
office rentals. Uh, they do those like hot testing and mm. those sorts of shared spaces. So you pay a monthly subscription mm -hmm. and you get some office space or a desk space and mm -hmm. whatever size. Yeah. But then they offer all the sort of things like free herbal coffee, teas coffee and, and, coffee and printing and, and things. Yeah, mm. craft beers and stuff. Right. Where there is no unique software that they've developed to mm -hmm. this, they, their IP, the, the actual intellectual property of their thing is just let's offer booking system booking system and then merchandising these, yeah merchandising yeah. And, and these services within the Ooh. company but it's still just leasing property like that that's already so they've paid a lot of their leases up front at mm. like a massive markup mm. and they're never gonna make that money back where uber at least has the technology the software the app and the software that they have developed mm. to leverage and get that that's worth something if yeah. they have to sell out tomorrow they can sell that to somebody and get, win back some money for their investors i mean their their valuation is now over 70 billion dollars something uh, like, something like yeah. that yeah we work actually was gonna list at 50 and they mm. actually halved that now True. but they're still if he's if they're gonna actually uh. make it to ipo okay uh, but i mean we're getting a little bit into the weeds this was just interesting that yeah. that uber is being obliged to offer people um uh, benefits as though they were yeah. employees which but is kind of interesting we'll see how it pay, plays yeah, out then this yeah. circles back again to the streaming wars where apple can because of their trillion dollar watches mm. they can put the pressure on other services mm. by charging bargain basement prices yes. for theirs. they don't need to make money off yeah. it up front they just have to outlast the competitors yeah. yeah whereas like a company like netflix again is living from month to month yeah. from shareholder but report to shareholder report. But they also have the mm. technology advantage, like they, they, technolo they are a technology company first mm -hmm. and they just deliver the entertainment. But it, it's mm. all of that streaming and that dynamic adjusting of the quality of the streaming. Uh, okay, I think that's all their unique offering. Yeah. I, it's tricky when you said Netflix is a technology company, I started wondering if they're a content company or a technology company, or if, or if again, like Uber, there's an entirely new category of people who deliver unique content in a unique way, which makes them unique and can't yeah. easily be compared to a TV network yeah. or, you know, mm. Yeah, okay. like, like managing the you know, number of users that Netflix has yeah. simultaneously mm. and keeping all those things on servers close to wherever and mm. just reducing the latency. Okay, so there's a lot, still a lot yeah. of tech there's, in there's it. A yeah, lot yeah. Of, there's a lot of tech and that's what a lot of people don't, don't really understand about these companies. Really. So in the, um, in the upcoming issue of Tech Magazine, we interview Yolisa Kani, who is the head of policy for Uber in Africa. And her job is to go to each of these African countries and to figure out how to get the government and society in general to allow Uber to operate in those countries. Yeah. So she has to figure out how to sell it to each different culture, to each different uh, business environment, which just takes some doing because they've all got different regulations. They've all got different services in place like taxi drivers and bus drivers who are threatened by Uber. She has to figure out how to make it palatable for all of them, which is quite a tough job. But you can uh, read about how she does that in the upcoming issue of Tech Magazine cool. in the October issue. So mm. Gavin, you've been at a, at a conference this week. Yes, Gartner. Gartner are probably the world leaders in IT, uh, what shall we call it, IT consulting to large corporates. But this means that all these guys have brains the sizes of planets. They ingest huge amounts of extremely complex information and then attempt to make it digestible for your typical CIO or even your typical IT journalist. It's high level IT, 
kind of at the level of banks and governments and large international corporations. So they ask big questions, they come up with complex solutions and so on. And then inevitably all the buzzwords come out, there's a lot of talk about AI and so on. Um, I've, the one or two sessions I've been to, um, one of the more interesting developments that came out was something we've discussed on the show before, which is adversarial oh uh, machine learning yes so adversarial artificial intelligence where you have two instances of an artificial intelligence they work with different data sets yeah. and they exchange data with each other until they've created a new form of data comprising the two sets of data and the new form of data is then a unique product which yeah. can be usable. It's a little more complicated than that, obviously. Yeah, Unfortunately, like the, my the, explanation was not very good. The, the two machines kind of second-guess themselves. Yes. And, and they, interrogate each one's they, answer. They exchange yeah. data and interrogate each other to come up with an entirely unique product. Yeah. So that's been quite a big topic for me so far at the conference. Unfortunately, I don't have much to add to that at the moment. This morning, we went to a business breakfast with Vodacom where we discussed their rollout of sort of the one network where they take the fiber and the cellular and the all sorts of other networks they have access to, they uh, virtualize them into a single network and offer a customer end-to-end uh, -end services through that where the customer can, much like using web services, yeah. something like you can turn things on and off as required. I'm, 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 big, I'm big on that. Mm. Actually, today, mm. I got a phone call from Telcom because mm. they're migrating users over to wireless mm. instead of wired. Yes, yes, they're trying to switch so, off wired. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, you know the story already if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> I live on a you know, semi-rural area, on a small <laughs> holding. We only have a copper cable running overhead. We're never going to get fiber because there's a railway line between us <laughs> and the, the network exchange which is a massive exchange actually. Oh, just across the other side <laughs> just across yeah. the other side of the railway line and that's like companies having to talk with other companies prasa and telcom having to sort out their own stuff it's a big schlep i'm never I'm, we don't even have sewer services we're rolling <laughs> with with septic tanks oh, so we're okay. never going to get that service all right we only get vodacom lte coverage right. in our at our home um, we one of the lucky people. They actually had to erect another cell phone site further up into the area because people who live above a certain road level, they, <laughs> they get nothing. Uh, so luckily, Telcom now roams on the Vodacom network um, and they have opened up. So they're going to migrate me, my 10 meg line, Anka, for the same price to LTE hmm. that I can roam on the Vodacom network, which is fantastic because at January every year without fail someone steals the cables uh, and we're living without getting it for two months okay this is a, a far better solution well one of the other things that came out of the Vodacom uh, breakfast this morning was I asked if they can offer such a service to corporates today and if a large corporate like you know the Woolworths group or something like that decided they wanted to deploy these Vodacom services are we saying that Vodacom has this all this availability on its network that's standing unused yeah. and they can just turn it on when Woolworths and the Foschini group and Old Mutual and Edcon yeah. all come on board with them and their point was well most of the backhaul is still done on fiber and most of it is not owned by them they're renting fiber lines from other telecommunications yeah. companies like Dark Fiber Africa is one of the yeah. big players and they maintain that they can easily double and triple and quadruple and keep ramping up the amount of bandwidth they use on their fiber backbone either by laying more fiber pipe through an existing pipeline or by speeding up 
you know, in, through software, the fiber yeah. capacity on the line. So they seem to think it's almost infinite the backhaul capacity they can get from their yeah. providers. So that's quite interesting. But I'm, I'm very fascinated because I've now, I've now benefited from two similar services. Mm. So I got that 10 gigabyte plan on Vodacom for I think I'm paying 150 rand a month mm -hmm. for 10 gigabytes of data mm -hmm. and now my internet line my home internet line is being moved migrated for free mm. also onto the Vodacom network yes I um, mean through telecom obviously so there is some deal that the two of them struck when the okay. Roman deal got done right that opened up almost okay. near infinite because telecom has, has the most uh, Spectrum right now? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so Telcom owned everything until it gave some of yeah. it away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, I think the, the benefits of that is really starting to trickle down directly yes. to me. Let's let's remember that the reason Telcom is trying to migrate people off copper cables is because people steal them. They are horrifically expensive yes. to replace and maintain, and blah blah blah. So it really works for Telcom to make wireless broadband internet services much more affordable in the country, so they can get away from these copper cables, which have limitations in how much data they can carry and they're very expensive to lay and maintain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's and all replace. good man, as long as I, I benefit, I am happy. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw one last, bit of, one last bit of news in there. I mean, you can make of it what you will. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Cell C defaulted in its payment to MTN for its roaming agreement. Oh, wow. And by the time you know, it got the attention of the media and so on, they quickly paid the amount. Yeah. Okay, but for a moment there, Celsi just misstepped and didn't pay timelessly its bill to MTN for roaming on its network. It's, it's since come to light that Celsi might well be struggling financially. It got a huge investor earlier this year, yes. or was it last year? Blue Label Telecom's huge listed company. And I think it looks like Celsi is now looking for another investor because Blue Label Telecoms might need to withdraw some of its investment. We're, we're not sure this is speculation. That's what it's looking like. But it, it doesn't mean that you know, Celsi is going to suddenly implode, but it does mean they are really battling to survive at that, this that point. That company's been imploding for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, it's been Devin. struggling for a long time. It just shows you the third to market. You came to market substantially later than all the others. And it was just uphill struggle the whole way because the market had been snapped up by the first two. Yeah, yeah and you had to fight so your way in. I'm, I'm worried now for, for companies like Rain. Uh, okay. Where, where, yes, the offerings are great, but as their users have ramped up, mm. their service... Uh, you not don't, you don't hear good mm. stories from no, them anymore. No, you don't hear. Yeah, yeah, true. I've heard one or two <laughs> you bad don't, stories. You don't, you don't yeah, it's tricky stories. that. And then eh? they had to like, cancel that, that free day-to-day -day thing that they had. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, and now it's Vodacom offering decent does, value for once. <laughs> does, it, does it mean that the plan was not scalable to start with? Or does it mean that the people who weren't taking them seriously suddenly started worrying about selling them things cheaply because yeah. they looked like competitors all of a sudden? Yeah, and, and I think mm. the, the big boys are starting to say, you know what, you guys are actually becoming a problem. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah you're competing and <laughs> so we can't give you that price we gave you last month. We're going to lock you out. All right. And yeah, that, that's, that's tricky. That's that day was like always going to come, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah, again, okay. as long as I win, I'm happy. <laughs> Back to big horse. I'm all about me. I'm all about me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gavin, That's Gavin, enough of news. This has been a fantastic actual conversation. Uh, these are usually the conversations we have before we start. Oh, recording. true, true, true. So true. I decided to actually start recording while Gavin was <laughs> in one of his rants. Ranting. <laughs>
And we actually, we actually managed to gain the attention of another patron at oh, Brownies right. and Downies. Because we're back at Brownies and Downies, guys. Yeah, this is like coming yeah. full circle. Um, okay. And I think that's a, a good place to leave it this sure. week. Okay. Next week, we can do is how to's cool. forever. Yeah. You can find how to's on the In fact, tech we, yes. magazine website. Yeah, go to the tech magazine website. Tech magazine goes on. We've got how to do lots of different things. Um, one of the things I'd like to discuss with you next week is an update on the I'm not going to call it contactless payment situation. On the tap to pay yes. situation, I want oh. to take stock of the whole marketplace. You're so into it. I'm so not yeah. into it. But I'm seeing old people tapping to pay in the supermarkets, and I'm really intrigued I by how to do it and who's doing it and why. No, no, don't get into downloaded it. Downloaded the MasterPass app, so it doesn't do tap to pay. Okay. But it does both Zapper and Snapscan. Oh, the, which are the two main? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I could buy airtime through it, and it doesn't ask for a pin on the device so the, the, the app is quite open i was thinking it would do like okay but you're getting into it now i no, want to discuss no, no, this no. next week but it uses the pin from your card your stand no, your master card it doesn't send you a unique token you just use yeah, the pin from the yeah, card you yeah use your, which See, is that's what for me makes sense that was to incredible me. that's what would make sense to me that, that's why i was not impressed that i would work before the lock okay. i have right now in my samsung galaxy is you've got to get a unique is, number every is, time is samsung pay yeah because it works everywhere but yeah. if i can use something that allows me to use yeah. almost any phone yeah. and what have that sort of level security that? okay but but we're going to delve into this yes. because i want to run a story in my magazine and i'm going to just suck Lindsay's, Lindsay's brain dry to augment the story i've already got planned because he's like the boss okay fine <laughs> Right, we're done. Cool. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, thatopinionguy.co.za is where I love on the internet. Um, that opinion guy on YouTube. I am Sharpshooters on social media. S H A R P S C H U T T E R S. Um, and you can email us at. You can spell overclocked Z A with all the vowels in it, exactly like it sounds. Overclocked Z A, all one word, at gmail.com. There is a more complicated address, but I don't feel like yeah. reciting it without the vowels in it, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and if look you want for us on YouTube. So. Yeah, if you want your friends to catch up with this useful information, um, do direct them to YouTube where you can find us. Of course, we're on Spotify and lots of other yes. platforms too, but YouTube might be the easiest. All good. Cool. We're awesome. done. Bye. Bye now.